Hello, lights and souls. Reverend Joya here to help you live your best vibe. And on this week's episode of We Woke Up Like This, I'm sharing a conversation that I'm so glad I recorded that I did on an Instagram live talking about the difference between feelings and emotions. And I came upon some great information from the Hathors. And then, of course, I dive in with my own wealth of knowledge in my own quest for health and healing and wholeness in my last 25 years of my life. So I hope you enjoy this show. At the end, there is a lovely sound bath for you to embody the vibrations of love, appreciation, and self-awareness. The Hathor material by Tom Kenyon. Um, Actually, I should say by the Hathors, (laughs) channeled through Tom Kenyon. And it's a book I'm revisiting. And um, I came upon this... There's something that's been on my mind and my consciousness lately. And so I love when that happens. And then I'm directed just intuitively. It happens to just the right thing to read or the right person comes along to talk to who has the answer to my question. And one of the things I've been contemplating a lot lately is what's the difference between feeling and emotions. And this is a conversation that I've had with um, my bestie, Celia, lots of times um, because she's a very feeling flowing uh, type of person and I am much more grounded and I'm an air sign so I'm more intellectual and intuitive and creative and then very grounded so we've had a lot of really great conversations around this and I came upon this passage (laughs) in the Hathor material that I said that's it right there so They write, but there's a distinction between feeling and emotion. Feeling includes the physical sensations that you experience, both the physical sensations of the sensory world and the physical sensations of the inner subtle worlds. We define emotion as a combination of feelings along with thoughts about those feelings. For instance, if the weather is cool and overcast, your feeling nature will report, (laughs) will report, that particular information about the environment. Your feeling nature receives this information through your body's nervous system. In addition, your subtle bodies receive information, all of which translate as a feeling. If you happen to have a negative thought about it being cool over and overcast, you might then judge it or decide that this is a dreary day, and you might find yourself having a depressed feeling or a bad mood. This occurs because you've responded judgmentally to a neutral feeling received in innocence through your feeling nature. Interestingly, someone else might find a cool overcast day enjoyable and be uplifted by the very thought of it. True feelings are neither positive nor negative. They are simply neutral reports, a kind of barometer about what's happening in your own energy responsive and energy attuned world. I love that because it explains it so perfectly and especially with my own research into learning how to feel and be in my body after being disassociated and disconnected from my body for so long and doing this deep embodiment work and um, really learning to relax and accept and attune to what's arising. So in the feeling versus emotion nature, This goes along perfectly with my own work in discovering this when I asked the question, 
what if the body is the unconscious mind and that's why you can't heal it or change your behavior or change your triggers or change your emotional reactions at the level of thought and i know that because i tried to do that for 25 years <laughs> it did not work so when we learn how to come back home to our feeling nature we discover that what's happening with the body being the unconscious mind let me back up for a second according to the work of uh, the brilliant Dr. Candace Pert, that when you have an emotion, so now we know emotion is the thoughts and stories that you start telling yourself about the feelings, right? So now you're having an emotional reaction, which is energy in motion, which is then releasing neuropeptides, which are chemical signatures. There's 300 different neuropeptides that can be released in this brilliant neuropharmological thing we have called the brain and the body. So it sends these neuropeptides down into the body and they imprint on the cells of the body. So the cell of the body gets imprinted with this memory. I equate that cellular imprint to a cymatic imprint because it's vibrational in nature, right? So everything comes back to being vibrational. And if it's vibrational, it has a signature. So it's leaving this signature imprint on your cells. So there, when something triggers you via a feeling state, it's striking a vibrational resonance with a memory that's stored in the body. So then we go into that fight or flight response quicker than we, I mean, we don't even think about it. It just happens really fast. And this is also why when things are going, we have this state that we establish, this state of safety that we establish for ourselves. And when we cross that threshold of safety, even if it's something amazing and positive that's happening in your world, your body will still get that trigger that it's dangerous because you've associated like being too much is being dangerous. Getting what you want is dangerous. Striving for what you want is dangerous because it just leads to disappointment and failure and rejection and abandonment and unworthiness and all those other things that we tell ourselves a story about that other people imprinted onto us or that we ourselves might have experienced when we were younger. So the work is the work <laughs> when people say do the work, you have to do the work. They're talking about sitting with those feelings, not being in reaction. And in order to do that, we have to cultivate awareness. That's the first step to being able to heal anything is the cultivation of self-awareness so that we can notice within what's happening, what's happening in here. And in both the Hathor material and in my other favorite book, which is the way of mastery, if you if you want to get one book that will that will catapult your personal growth and your spiritual growth and your ascension it's the way of mastery and in here it says and talks about over and over that your very life is the initiation your very life is the perfect opportunity for your soul's growth and doing that work is recognizing that what's arising right here right now is the invitation it is the initiation it is the opportunity to be with and the way that we be with is by curiously looking within and just saying what's there what is this what is this that's arising in me where is it living in my body feeling what it, where it arises in your body paying attention so that you know where does anxiety live in your body where does anger live where does fear live where does rejection live where does joy live? Where does hope live? Where does bliss live? Bliss, by the way, lives in every cell of your body. It's one of the healthiest and best uh, feelings that you can uh, conjure up in the body as an emotional reaction to a feeling state is the feeling of bliss.
So the work is turning toward and with when you have that curiosity and you notice it in your body, that you be with it, you be with it, you just accept it. You don't have to do anything about it. You don't have to numb it. You don't have to question it. You don't have to tell your story, yourself a story about it. You don't have to ask why, just be with it. Be with it in acceptance. You don't have to explain it away. You don't have to wonder where it came from. Just be with it. Just be with it. And a lot of times we don't consciously know. It's just, it's a patterned energetic response that's living in the body. So we can do beautiful somatic practices to help to release it. There's gentle somatic exercises that you can do. Um, there's, of course, sound, which is my favorite way to be with it and go within it. And also art is another way of going in or dance, moving your body and just really asking when you can go in there and ask, what does this energy want? Maybe it just needs to cry. Maybe you just need to feel that triggered feeling and ride that wave without telling yourself a story about it. You just are willing to ride that wave to safety riding that wave to the safety of your own self knowing that you're a safe space for yourself is such an important thing to cultivate this level of integrity of i'm a safe space for myself i can cry i can sob i can laugh i can do whatever it is that this energy wants me to do whether it's i i feel like taking out a giant piece of paper and just scribbling do it i feel like dancing and moving my body do it i feel like drumming it out do it it's like sounding it out, do it. <laughs> whatever, whatever that energy is asking to be released, do it. And in the process of the release, you then conjure up a new feeling to repattern what's there. And you do that by bringing up deep appreciation, deep acceptance, and deep love. This is unconditional love and acceptance is really what this is. Unconditional love and acceptance for yourself and your own experience in the body, in the world. And the more that you can clear that out, recognizing that that's the initiation, that itself is the initiation to your next level of growth. And you have the courage to go through it, which is not easy. I'm not saying this is easy, it's not, but it's necessary. And there's also a feeling that comes over you uh, at the end of it of, uh, it's deeper than catharsis because catharsis is when you just, cathart all over everybody <laughs> or in the situation, but you're still holding on to the energy versus releasing it. You're really choosing to release it, that while this energy is being released, you're bringing in feelings of deep love and deep appreciation for yourself. And that is how you begin to do the work of repatterning and learning to trust yourself. So why do you wanna, why do you wanna trust yourself? Why do you wanna attune to your feeling nature? And it's because your, your feeling nature is your information system. We're taking in information constantly in the form of our senses, which go beyond just our five sensory senses of the body. We have other senses that we can attune into. And the more that we finally attune our sensory feeling nature, the more our intuition gets to communicate with us. And it happens faster and faster and faster until you reach a state of gnosis which is where things land on you and you just know, and you don't know how you know, you just know. And you don't need to explain it because you just know, and you also know it's not you. You're just attuning the vehicle, the body, the vessel, the avatar, to be a fine-tuned instrument 
for the intelligence of the universal intelligence of the all it is to flow through your design so that you can express the fullness of who you are and who you can be in this avatar in this world when you come into the pure form of light and if you're working in the healing professions at all especially as a sound healer i think a sound healing reiki um, anything that's like really working with a fine energy the subtle energy bodies of people it's so important that you do this work to clear yourself to become this clear space to become this clear clear channel because the first thing you do is tune into the divine vibration of source the second thing you do is get yourself out of the way and the third thing you do is you go into service and that's really the, the, the simple three steps of being an effective healer is knowing it's not you doing anything at all, but you've just allowed your design of who you are and who you are meant to be expressing as the divine source, as you in this body coming through. And, you, and that's what Yeshua would say. It's not me. It's the father through me who does all things. And that's true of us too, that we can learn to fine tune our body which is a spiritual device to be in touch with source creator so that it can flow through us. And in the way of mastery, I love this passage right here. It just says the primary characteristic characteristic of mastery. And isn't that what we all want, right? Why do we even want to change? Do you ever think about that? Why do you want to change anything at all in the first place? Why is the personal development field so massive? Why are people always seeking? What are they seeking? What are you seeking? What is it that you want to change? Why do you want to change? What's that energy that's driving you to seek change? It's the very vital life force energy of the universe seeking greater expansion through you. That's what's calling you forward and that's the very energy. And so it says the primary characteristic of mastery. Fearlessness is the primary characteristic of mastery. Mastery is not having great power to make things happen. Mastery is only the recognition that what is true is true always and there is no other choice. Free will does not mean that you have the right to believe that you can succeed at being anything other than what God created you to be. Having free will does not mean that you can elect not only to take the curriculum that life is offering to you in every moment. It means only that you have the right to put it off another day and each time you put it off, you slumber in your suffering. And they give this beautiful affirmation. Now from this moment on, I will no longer tolerate error in myself. No more games, no more dreams. I am committed to being only the presence of love because that is the truth of who I am. And that does take fearlessness to stand in that. And I looked up the um, etymology of the word tolerate. When I'm, when I'm doing these readings, I get these hits to like, let's dive deep into this particular word. And tolerate means allow. What, what are you allowing? <laughs> so from this moment on, I will not allow error in myself. And that doesn't mean that we strive for some, for some kind of perfection. That's not what it's saying at all. It's saying I'm not going to tolerate error in myself. And that means that you're aware of it. So this goes back to the idea of self-awareness and that we come into the present moment so that we can make choices to create the future as we want it to be. We become conscious creators because everything that's here right now 
is already an effect of a past decision. Everything present is the effect of a past choice. And so now when we become really present in the now moment, in the isness of all that is, we're able to choose from the vibration of a higher vision and we start being it. And that's what Neville Goddard meant to live from the wish fulfilled, that we start behaving like it now. We, we do not tolerate this error in ourselves anymore. We don't put it off anymore. We don't put it off and slumber in our suffering. I love that wording, slumber in your suffering. So this is, this is the work. This is the work of a lifetime. It can happen faster now, which is so amazing. Transformations that used to take lifetimes can now happen in a day. So it's wonderful, beautiful. And to accept that whatever arises is the perfect initiation, is the perfect stepping stone, is the next invitation to your growth. You know, and I tell this to my spouse often because he's got a little bit of a short fuse. And I just say, this is your opportunity to practice mastery. This is your opportunity to really practice patience. And when you can master the patience with the people you don't have any patience for, then the rest of it just becomes cake. When you, when you really mastered being patient with the people you're most impatient for and you go to the grocery store and there's a long line, it's like, so what? Big deal. It's not a big deal because you've mastered the ultimate, the ultimate thing that was challenging you. So it's always an invitation into your mastery. And this is like the number one thing to get home is that awareness that everything that arises is a triggering. If it's a trigger is the question is what in me is asking for healing around this and to have that courage to go within and just feel it. Is there a feeling in there? Is there an old emotion stuck in my body that is ready to be released? And if it is, have the courage to be with it and release it. So with that, let's do some sound work around this vibration and um, really feel into the highest vibration there is, which is self-appreciation and love. And that's what the invitation is every day, every moment is to choose a loving response, to choose our loving nature, to choose our appreciation for life and ourself, and to always, always choose that highest vibration. And you know what it feels like when you don't. I mean, I certainly feel that constriction, that constricted feeling when I react instead of respond. So, oh, let's do a little practice here. And I call in divine source, divine light, the all that is to be with me in this sounding that only the highest possible vibration of love comes through for the highest good of all who hear.
you to put your hand over your heart. And bring forth the feeling of love. And you can think of somebody you love or something you love. And as you're feeling that feeling of love, notice it. Where does it live in your body? Where do you feel it? Does it have a shape?
inhale, take a deep breath in and hum with the sounds of the monochord. Hum your body into love to seal that vibration of love in there vibrationally, feeling the love.
thank you for listening to We Woke Up Like This. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listened to this podcast. Thank you so much.